0: Hey y'all, welcome to O Dat, also known as One Day at a Time, a show where we love to discuss the essentials and tips for the everyday woman and how to achieve your best life, not just because you deserve it, but because you were made for more. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves. Hey amigos, welcome back to One Day at a Time, also known as ODAT, the place where I like to interview the true hustlers of the world. Today, I have one of my favorite all-time hustlers, Jessenia Cosme. Now, Jessenia, we give all of our guests 15, 10 seconds to say anything they want about themselves to our listeners. Are you ready?
1: (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) Ready, set, go. Uh, hey guys, my name is Jasenia. I am the founder of JC's Art Designs. I am probably one of the realest, truest hustlers that you have ever met. I come from the bottom up and I'm all about women power. I am woman, hear me roar. Can't tell me nothing and sky's the limit for me. So <laughs>
0: Amen. I love it. I love it. So, a little backstory on how we met. And it was actually over 10 years ago, about 12, 13 years to be exact. We both went to Rutgers and we both spent a significant amount of time at what we like to call the Clack, the Center for Latino Arts and Culture. So, one day I was coming into the Clack and Jasenia was coming out of the Clack. And let me tell you, she was a light. Jasenia. I honestly since I met you in college, I want to hear where you were in college, how you started, what did you think you were doing? What were your what were your passions? Like what was your vision back then?
1: Um wow, first of all, that was an amazing intro. Like that now I have to now I have to follow that up and not cry cuz you really Aww. just got into the results. So I appreciate that. Aww. Um Back then when you met me, I'm actually shocked that you saw this light because I was probably at one of my lowest points in college. Wow. Um, I actually had just left my house. Um, I left at around 19. I got into a big argument with my dad. And on Christmas Day, I I packed up and I left. And college was really all I had. Um, we were on Christmas break and I actually ended up at my ex-boyfriend's house and I just knocked on the door and I was like hi can I stay with you and he took me in and for the record he's now my husband so that's that's how that happened but uh, yeah when I went back to school it was it was really rough for me because in the back of my mind I knew that I didn't aside from my dorm room I didn't have a home and I was struggling financially aside from the clack um I didn't really have much income coming in. And I was trying to find a way that I can continue with my studies and not let what was going on affect me and try to focus on my dream, which was to be in communications, to be in public relations. Um, I actually had even gotten offered an internship with MTV and I was so excited and so happy, but it was unpaid. and. At the time, considering what I was going through, I had to say no to it because then I had to look for a paying job, which at the time, I remember I picked up three jobs. I was working at the Clack, I was working at um, the Rutgers Housing Office, and I was also working for a glass company in Sea Caucus. So yeah, so I was commuting back and forth in my little my little hut hut, putt putt car, and, It was like, okay, I got $10. Can I make it to work tomorrow? And if if I don't have enough gas, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna have to call out. And how am I gonna make money that day? And every day was a struggle. And it was so hard to balance my work life, my financial life, my home life, and school life. Meanwhile, you know, school was what I was supposed to be focusing mainly on at the time because that was what was gonna launch me into whatever dream that I had going. And it really wasn't going that way for me. So it was so hard. And every day was a struggle. And I guess my outlet is always making people laugh. So Mm. if I'm going through something, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer in someone's life. I don't want people to come to me and be like, Oh my God, that girl's energy is so negative. I don't want to be around her. So Mm. I compensate for that by making you laugh. In my mind, I, I want happiness. So I want I want to exude that happiness to you. And I just want the whole world to be happy. Meanwhile, deep down inside, I'm like dying and crying. And I just wish that something would come in my favor. So the fact that you saw me that day and you saw a light just means so much because that was my goal at the time. It was for no one to see what I was going through because I didn't want to be that negative Nancy I wanted people to see okay I want to be with that girl
0: so would you say because like as an outsider watching you right Mm -hmm. I know that post-graduation you sort of built your village right like there was always an event with your close friends and from an outside perspective it was like wow like these people are her family so you graduated and was that what you built after that in order to help you cope with everything that was going on?
1: Oh, absolutely. Because of the fact that I had that strain with my family back home, my friends were my family. So, I kind of definitely built this world around me where I constantly made it a point to every weekend, you know, let's hang out. Let's do this. It's your birthday, let's have the biggest birthday ever. Like Anyone that knows me knows that I take birthdays very seriously because I want to make you feel special and I want to celebrate, you know, your life. You came into my life. You're like a sister to me. You're like a brother to me. And I want you to know how much you mean to me. And at the time, I especially needed to make that known because my friends were my family like in my mind if i lost this friendship or if i did something that was going to affect this friendship negatively there was another person that i was going to lose in my life
0: mm-hmm. so
1: yeah completely that was that was my world and i needed to make sure that i had some kind of circle around me that i wasn't going to lose grip on because then I essentially was going to be alone and I didn't want that. So
0: so now you've graduated, you have your village, you have your support team mm-hmm. and you have all these creative juices cuz anybody that mentions like communications and things like yeah. that, you're like a creative bubble, right? Yeah. And yes, into design, you're into all these things, but now the reality of it is that you need a job.
1: Yeah, I so- couldn't exercise the, the thoughts and the the ideas that I had, I had to put it in the background because there was nothing at the time that I could use as an outlet to let all of that out. Because in my head, it was all about survival. So in my head, it was like, okay, cool, I got my certificate, you know, my bachelor's degree, and I graduated. So now, where am I going to go? Because I can't go back to my parents' house. So where am I going to live? Okay, how am I going to make money? How am I going to do this? And I found a job and I found another job because <laughs> then the clock was over and I had to go back to finding something. And one job didn't cut it at the time because back then, I like, think minimum wage is what? $9 or nothing. something? Nothing. Like I got nothing, nothing. dollars. Yeah. And yeah. We were in a situation where it was like, okay, cool. How much do you have today? $5. Cool. How much do I have today? $10. So we can't waste it on McDonald's because that was a luxury. McDonald's was a luxury. Wow. Can't go Chinese so. Well, we were with his mom who lived in the projects and she had like four other mouths to feed. And it was like, yeah, do you have two more you can stick in there? And you know, it, it was what do you have in the closet? Okay, we're at the end of the month, so we're down to just um bread with ketchup and the brownies with the little M&M's inside. <laughs> and that was what was dinner for the day. Like that that was it. And then by the grace of God, my uncle um got me my job that I'm in now. And it was um, a union was looking for a comptroller. Now, mind you, I'm in school for communications. I'm right. in school for public relations. I have no idea about accounting. I don't know the, the first thing about QuickBooks, like I don't know anything, but my uncle had faith in me and he's like, you're a quick learner. I know you can do this. Let's throw you in it. And I threw myself in it and I'll never forget. It was in Brooklyn and my appointment, my uh, interview was for six o'clock. I had no idea how to get there. I got there at like 7.30. I was <sighs> so freaking, oh my God, you don't understand. Like I, I at one point I remember being lost in the train station and saying, I'm just gonna go back home because I'm so late for this, That this guy probably left. But believe it or not, he waited for me, my now boss of over 10 years. Wow. And his the rest was history. I'll never forget when he told me I got the job and he told me what my salary was gonna be. And it was like someone told me you just won a million dollars. Cause at the time I was making pennies mm-hmm. and he gave me my first like actual salary. And I will never in my life till this day forget when I left and I called my husband. Well, yeah, my boyfriend at the time, my now husband. And I'm like, Orlando, I got the job. And he's like, okay, cool. And how much does it pay? And right when I told him how much it pays, I went into the tunnel for the for the subway and the, the phone call cut out. And I just, I told him the amount and he said, what the, and then the, <laughs> the phone cut out. And it was like, oh my God. Like the whole train ride was like, that's it. I, I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna get out of this nightmare. I'm, I'm gonna get out. And I I ran home and we hugged each other. And I was like, this is it. like. We, we made it. We're going to get out of this. And sure enough, we started, we started saving and I got my first apartment and it was, you know, it had mice and it had cockroaches, but it was my first apartment. Nobody could tell me anything and nobody could control what I did. And it was incredible. And and we just went up from there. It was just like the, it was the mind, it was the hustle mindset. Like, okay, we have no one to turn to. It's just me and you. So let's do what we got to do to get what we want. And let's, let's, let's do it. Let's freaking, let's, let's hustle. And <laughs> You we just went from there. Wow. Yeah. Like
0: I could literally, um, I wish I could hold you and we could cry about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because people don't understand. Um, a lot of people don't understand that moment. Cuando tú no vienes de nada, when you don't come from nothing, right? Especialmente when your family migrates here or whatever, like, and you've been hus. Hustling, and you've been watching your family do this for a long time, and then you get that one break, yeah. Man, you could cry for days. Oh my god, right? And then
1: he was, despite having the circle that I had, for the most part, my friends had no idea, they could not identify with me because they had parents that paid for their college tuition, they had parents that you know they could live with, they had parents that paid for their rent they got their own apartment but their parents were paying for it you know and you know they didn't have to worry about the things that my husband and I were worrying about and it was tough because as much as I loved them and they loved me I could tell them things and they would look at me sideways like what that's crazy but why can't you just this and it was like but it's not that simple it really isn't and it got to a point where I felt like you know what I'm not even going to express what I'm going through because they just don't get it. They don't get it. And I didn't want to be judged for it. I didn't want to be looked differently, you know, because of it. I didn't want the pity party. That was the, that was my main thing. Please don't look at me with this cara de pena because mm. that's not me. I don't want to be this like charity case. I, I still want to be invited to go out. You know, I don't have the money, but I'll figure it out, you know. I'll sit at that table and order a water and that'll be my, that'll be it. But I still want to be invited, you know? And it was like to have that moment where, oh my God, I can finally have the money to do this. I can finally have that opportunity to say, you know what? I can go and visit you in Carajoland because I have the money to get the gas for it. Like, this was great, you know? I wasn't limited and it felt so amazing. Oh my God, it was And things like that, it humbles you. It humbles you greatly because it makes you appreciate every single thing you have with every ounce of your being. Believe it or not, Karina, I still have three jobs. Like I've never, I don't think I've ever really been in a space where I only had one job because I just always have that mindset of as quickly as God giveth, he could taketh away. So Mm I think I've been, I don't wanna say scarred, but I have this thing in the back of my mind where I need to always have not only a plan B, but mm-hmm. a plan C because right. anything can happen. And I need to be prepared to just have that that, that backup to, to mm-hmm. keep me afloat. Because again, if I fall, no one's there to catch me. I don't have that luxury. I mean, I do have a lot of people that I know will be there for me, but I don't want that. I've I've always been the type of woman where I don't want to ask you for anything. I want to do it myself.
0: How did you put your design and creativity juices on the back burner while you hustled? So it seems like you had the mentality where you said to yourself, I'm going to hustle so that I can support what I really, really want to do, what I really love, what I could literally lose myself in. Because I think for all of us, whether we're building a community, writing a blog, designing and, you know, um, opening up shop for all of us, we could get lost in it for hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that now I just remembered. (laughs) um, So, yeah, I, I still have three jobs. So I people cannot believe when I tell them. Yeah, I'm actually also a comptroller of a small um, guild and that supports Uber drivers. And I'm the executive assistant to the general vice president of a large union, and I'm a small business owner. And they look at me like, what? And then if you really, really wanna, you know, put the pen to the paper and get technical, I'm also a full-time mom. I'm also a full-time wife. I'm also a homeowner. I'm also like, there are so many things that technically although they don't pay, they're still considered careers because you put your daily time and energy into it. And it's like, holy crap, I didn't know that about you. And it's like, yeah, because just because I don't put it out there doesn't mean that that's what it is. But yeah, what do you think? That I got this house just out of, you know, designing an invitation no I'm you know it's not that simple I wish it were but you know it got to a point where I found myself thankfully in a position where I was like okay so financially I have figured it out and now I have this time this extra time on my hands so what am I going to do with it did was it really extra time though it wasn't it was my kid is sleeping and I can't sleep because I just can't sleep. That's just the way motherhood works. <laughs> so what am I going to do with this time? Do mm-hmm. I clean the dishes? Do I clean the house? Or do I get on my computer and start, you know, designing? And I remember I actually was pregnant with Aiden. Okay. And No, actually, before that, I was doing our wedding. And despite having the blessings that we had financially, Weddings aren't cheap and I didn't have parents that were going to pay most of the wedding. My husband didn't have parents that were going to pay. So we were doing the wedding on our own. And I remember looking at um, Mint and looking at what they charged for wedding invitations. And I was like, this is absurd. How are you charging me this to put my name, my wedding date and, and the time and place? Like this is absurd. And that's actually when I started saying, you know what, I think I could do this on my own. And I designed our own invitation. I designed our own seating chart. I designed our own you know, place cards. And it started going from there. And it was like, okay, let me do our wedding poster. Okay, let me do our centerpieces. Like people to this day look at our centerpieces and they're like, what did you pay for that? And when I tell them that was 99 cents from the Dollar Tree. The vase was from the Dollar Tree. The, the the flowers were flowers that I got from my friend. But everything, that whole centerpiece cost me maybe $10 for each table. And they were like, what? And it was like, yeah, I was a do-it-yourself bride because I didn't have the resources or the money to pay for something as extravagant as I wanted because holy moly, did I want a big wedding? But it just wasn't realistic. And that's when it started coming back. And it was like, okay, I've... I feel this light and this like burst of happiness inside my soul. Where is that coming from? Oh, cause this is what I love to do. I forgot. This is what I was made to do. And it went from there. And then I got pregnant with, with my son and it was like, okay, baby shower. No, I'm not spending that for the baby shower I'm going to make. And from there it just, it exploded and it became my thing of whenever I had downtime, which was very rare, but If I couldn't sleep because I had some kind of random daily stress of the day, that was my outlet. I would open the laptop and start designing something as simple as my cover photo on my Facebook, like my Facebook page. I didn't care what it was. I just wanted to design something. And it never came to my mind to make it a business until my husband one day looked at me and he said, you know, you're really good at this. You should should sell this stuff. And I'm like, no, that's crazy. Who the hell's gonna wanna buy something from me? And he, as always, was that push for me. And he was like, no, Jess, you're really good at this. And I really think that people are gonna appreciate your art. They're really gonna love what you're doing. And the fact that you could personalize it to what they want, that's huge. You know, okay, cool, let's do it. And I had this really stupid logo. It was so premature. It was so elementary but you couldn't tell me nothing. My logo was on and popping and it just went from there. And I, I started my little Etsy and I started making little invitations and little f- online flyers. And it was only digital because I didn't know how to make physical stuff. So I would tell people, listen, I can make it for you but I can only send you the digital copy. And they, you know, they would say, but if we, you can't print it. You can't make it. And I'm like, no, I don't know how to do that. And, and plus I was also really scared. I didn't have that. Um, that faith in myself that I could give you a finished physical product that scared the life out of me because I didn't wanna let people down on something as big as a wedding event, a birthday, a baby shower, you know, those are huge things. And again, my husband came and said, why don't you get a, cr- a cricket? And I'm like, I have no idea what to do with a cricket. What the F is a cricket? And he's like, listen, <laughs> this is something that you should do. I'm going to buy it for you. And I'm like, no, that's really expensive. There's no way that I'm going to make you buy that for me. I don't even have the time. Cause at this time my son was born and wow. I actually had put my business on the back burner. because so I was a first time mom. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have time to go to the bathroom, let alone run a business. And he bought me the cricket and I learned during COVID I had extra time on my hands. And I learned and I started making physical stuff. And it was like, holy crap, I can do this. I can 100% do this. And I did it. And I learned and I started making bigger, cooler things. And it was like, wow, I didn't know I had this in me. I can totally do this. And it it just went from there. It was awesome.
0: And then here's the thing, right? As somebody who is still recovering from being a controller. Um, <laughs> one, one of the things that I personally suffer from is perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And there's this book called The Artist's Way. And here's the other kicker about books. Like when people tell me they read books, I wonder if they read the whole thing because I yeah. only read the chapters I need to read.
1: Right, yes. I'm not a good reader. I I can't, I can't do
0: it. So anyways, The Artist's Way talks about how perfectionism is not a humble characteristic. It's actually an ego
1: yes. thing. And yes. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And having to own that,
1: yeah. that- it was I, a hard pill to swallow. It yeah. was
0: very difficult yeah. because yeah. my perfectionism was like, no, I want it to be perfect for everybody else. But the book teaches you about how like, nah, you just trying to look good. And I'm like, you know what? Well, you, well, I do want to look good. Like that's the
1: other There's thing. wrong with that? I mean, <laughs> right. I remember finding out myself that you know your perfectionism stems from a place where you don't want to look bad you don't want to be vulnerable to other people and, and I sat and I thought about it and I was like you know that makes sense because considering all the things I've gone through I just don't want to look weak I don't want people to look at me again like a charity case don't look at me with this face of oh poor Je-. like no I can do this and look how well I can do it and you know I, I like to give that that front and I say it's a front because there's no such thing as anyone having it 100% together. There's right. no such thing. The perfect person does not exist. I don't care how many times you want to tell me. It just, it doesn't exist. And that's what it is. Like I, I had that wall up where I didn't want people to see that side of me. And then eventually I realized, you know what? It's okay. It's okay if I don't have it put together. It's okay. Because let me tell you, I have... Actually, listed a few products where I would have a graphic design, and it would it would be spelled wrong because I I did it at like one o'clock in the morning, so I had one eye open, one eye closed, and it would say a word and it would be totally misspelled. And I would put it on my website and and put it on social media, and someone would message me and be like, "Hey, Jess, you spelled that wrong," and I'm like, oh, "But." You know, 10 years ago, I would have been so embarrassed. Oh my God, that was the computer. It messed it up. Now I I own up to it. Like, you know what? Thank you. I appreciate that. Don't feel bad. Thank you for pointing it out to me. I did this at one o'clock in the morning. I was super tired and that's what happens. And I'll, you know, I'll take the post down and I'll fix it. Because again, the perfect person does not exist. Right.
0: Amen to that. There's only one perfect person that exists and his name is Jesus. But exactly, exactly. And and peop- and people we could talk for days about the Jesus complex that some people have. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, what I'm hearing you say is that the hustle mentality is first survival of the fittest, right? Like is yeah. getting just your mentality is focused on food, shelter, and clothing. Like as long as you have those three things and you can get from point A to point B daily and get some food in your system, you're good. Right. You establish that. And you did it with your ride or die, which I think is one of the most beautiful stories you have to write about this. Because I talk about this with my husband too, where we lived in like a small, like six, 700 square foot apartment for six years, Yeah. each working three jobs. Um, yeah. I was working at the mall. I was working my full-time job. And I was also teaching. I was cleaning houses on the weekends, like whatever it is that we did. And I also remember having those days before we had kids thinking to ourselves, I remember being in his arms one day and being like, Oh man, um, I'm hungry. We should go eat. Yeah. And he said, Well, I only have twenty dollars in my account.
1: Yeah.
0: And I said, Just $20. Yeah. <laughs> it's only Sunday. It's like, we gotta wait till Friday. Like why
1: did it get paid? Exactly.
0: Or we can just risk overdrafting the account so right. that we can eat and get to work and exactly. figure it out. Exactly. Because at this point we didn't even have credit cards. Like we didn't even know exactly about that world. Right. And I remember, I remember sis, like driving through towns. And I don't know if you ever had this feeling with, with your, with your partner, but like I remember when we were drive through nice towns and I remember thinking like,
1: how do you get that? Yes. Yes. Like
0: how do you get that home? How do you stay for that? Like I don't come from a family that has Um, financial wisdom. So when I would drive through these towns, I would just think to myself, Dios mío, like, will I ever get that? Will I ever,
1: exactly. I was just going to say, like, am I ever going to, am I ever going to be that woman that's sitting in that really pretty restaurant with that really pretty outfit, with that really pretty purse, eating that really expensive steak? Like, is that possible for me? Is that in my future? Is, how do you, exactly like you said, how do you get there? Like, is it because of who you know? Is it because of where you came from? Because if that's the case, I'm never going to get there. Right? It, it's, in, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I'm listening to you say like, okay, I got to set up myself. I got to make sure I have food, I have shelter, and I have clothes on my back. So- Check. Now, then I get my main job. But because of my hustle mentality, I got to make sure I have a plan B and I have a plan C, right? That's step two. Then in the background, not only are you trying to do life, right? Get married, have children, do life every single day then you put your creative juices in in the back burner. And that's the thing, right, about us hustlers is that like you look at things, they map out in your life. You have a vision for them. You're like, I'm going to do this and nobody's going to stop me. But once your creative juices start flowing, baby, it is like music. It's like a whole concert is playing. Yeah. And then you put yourself out there. And the main question that I think people want to know that I get asked often, and I I am a a thousand percent sure you get. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? How is it that you're able to have a design company, um, a, a t shirt or apparel company, right? right? Then have your nine to five. Then um, you know be a mom. Then be a wife. Then be a homeowner. Like, how is it that you figured all of this out? Like, I just want to know how did you. Figure
1: all that out. Yeah, I, I I wish I had an exact answer, but I mean, the overall answer, I guess, is just when there's a will, there's a way. So yeah, it's gonna be really hard to do all of these things simultaneously. But you know what? I really want to do it. Like I'm waking up, and in my mind, I want to do this, and. I don't think there's anyone that can tell me otherwise. So you know what? I'm gonna do it. And how am I gonna do this? Okay, let me start by having a conversation with my significant other. Hey babe, this is what I wanna do. Can you help me? Absolutely. So now I have my spousal support. Okay, so how are we gonna figure this out? No problem. How about I'll take the baby from this time to this time and you go upstairs and you do that. And then at this time you take over. So I gotta do what I gotta do. It just becomes, you know, you feed off of each other. That's what marriage is. You're, you're a team. Like, that's it. And these are, the, these are the things that come with it. And, you know, then you have your regular job. So now you're trying to do that during the day. And it's just like, okay, well, I was busy doing this all day. And now the baby's sleeping. And now it's 11 o'clock at night. And I'm really tired, but I can't sleep because I got to do this. And as tired as you are, you're going to sacrifice your sleep. To do it because again, this is what you wanted. You wanted to make this work, so now you got to make this work, and this is what you got to sacrifice to do it. I think you said something
0: so key, which is there is power in prioritizing. Absolutely. The way that a lot of us hustlers and women get things done is priority. And yeah. one of the things we said on the in the beginning of the call, which I actually got from Shonda Rhymes' book, Um, The Year of Yes, is that when you see Justenia posting something, or when you see her featuring a new design or new work of art, it means that whatever time she spent on that, she might have not spent bathing her kid that night. Right. And the time that you don't see her for a few hours, it means that she's not doing her design stuff and she's focusing on her family. And it's all about that balance. Right. And listen, I'll be honest with you. There are days where I barely even see myself, like, to be honest with you this week alone, and I was tired, but I also needed to put content out. I also needed to deal with a lot of different things at my normal nine to five. I also needed to cook and clean and do a whole bunch of other things. And there's like seven loads of laundry in one of our guest bedrooms and it just sucks, but it's okay because that- It's okay because I have to let it go. A lot of things I've learned to let it go. And as somebody who has dealt with high functioning anxiety and probably still does um, and can just be in the lowest of lows, I have to remember that as much as that there's positive vibes and good spirits that are here to uplift me, there's also negative vibes that are here to remind me that I cannot do this, right? And I have to make sure I consistently tell myself, just like Justenia said, I am a powerful force of nature and I can do this. Whatever it takes, I can do this. Whatever I am committing to doing. And this is the thing, a lot of our ideas they're not like at our leisure coming at ten o'clock in the morning,
1: right? A lot right. of these
0: ideas are popping into our minds at like ten o'clock at night.
1: Yeah, yeah. and oh, I wish they wake me up in the middle of the night. You oh, know, there's you too? Yes, there are times where I'll be sleeping and I'll wake up and something will come and I'll look at the clock and it's freaking three thirty in the morning and I'm like, you know what? screw it because tomorrow i got to wake up early and i got to get the baby ready and i got to go to work and, and what time am i going to have to do this and i'll get up and i'll get up and i'll go to the computer at 3 4 in the morning and i'll do it right. because i just have to i have to let it out do but- that
0: yeah and having that grace cuz that's the other thing is having the grace for yourself so one making sure that you have you know the survival of the fittest mentality two making sure that you're good and that you have a village that can support you right Three, then you work on your creative juices, but then four, having grace, right? Being vulnerable enough to put yourself out there and know when you did something wrong, then having grace for yourself, right? And then being able to move on. But if you don't have a village and you don't have the right partner, hustling can be difficult, especially if you're doing it alone. And I think that your story and the way you narrated it is so beautiful because it started out just being just you. Just
1: me, yeah. Just you. Just
0: you, and now you're at the point where you have a supportive family, you have supportive friends, you have um, a wonderful husband, and you know. Listen, there's gonna. It's we're not painting this picture that it's great all the days. Oh
1: no, it's not.
0: It's It's not at all. You know, but at the end of the day, there's a balance there. There's a commitment to the goals. There's this hustle mentality that whatever it takes, and you can you can never pour from an empty cup, and that's what's so important is that finding ways to fill up your cup so you can pour out to give people that happiness and joy that you spoke about. Because at the end of the day, like, while yes, we have an ego, our drive is also the theme of our drive is also to help others, right? right? Think about your branding and think about the messaging, right? Like you started out wanting to help others by just exuding joy, being the light, having happiness. But now, if I had to ask you the core and heart of everything you do, you want to help people with their weddings, with their baby showers, with looking good, with feeling okay. good, feeling like they don't, they can walk into a place and they may not be able to say what's exactly. on their mind, but they can wear what's on you their know,
1: mind. I love that you just said that because that's actually the epitome of all the apparel on my website. I... I think I said it, you know, when we first started talking, I'm not very good at articulating myself. You know, I'll think something, but I don't have the right words for it. And I know that I'm not alone in that. And sometimes whether it be that I don't have the words for it, or maybe I'm just too shy to say it, I do it in my clothing. So I love that I can do something for someone where they may not want to say it, or maybe they're too shy to say it, but they can wear it. So, like something as simple as the shirt I have on now, it says "blessed," and I want everyone to know that I'm blessed. So don't, don't, don't attribute everything I have down to luck. You know, it's not something that I bought a scratch off for and I I won. You know, it's something that I really worked hard for and something that I really am passionate about, and and I obtained because of all of that. And I just it bothers me when people say that I'm lucky because I'm not. I'm I'm blessed. And God gave me these opportunities and this mindset to do all of these things, but it it's not luck, you know? But- what God
0: gave you though, sis, was multiple gifts. Let's yes. just
1: keep it real. Yes. He,
0: while he gave you these opportunities, he made sure that you had the gift yes. so you could take on these opportunities. And I am just so happy to just like, I'm a very visual learner, so I'm yes. so happy to literally have relived or like your life with you these last, you know, decade, years, like this has been such a beautiful story to listen to. I just want to thank you for, you know, your time and like your rawness and everything that you do. Um, If you could tell our listeners in 10 to 15 seconds, what you've learned about life to keep you motivated, to keep you hustling, to keep you going, what would you tell them?
1: Honestly, I would tell people just Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because I've seen the bottom. I've seen the bottom and it sucks, but I survived it. So, going forward, anytime I want to do something and I have that fear in me, like, oh my God, am am I I going to make it? I remind myself, you know what? If I fall and I don't make it and I end up at the bottom, I'm still going to be okay because I've been there before and it wasn't as great as the top, but it's survivable so just go into things and don't have that what if mindset. Have the what if mindset of what if i succeed? What if i succeed and where is it going to take me from there? Don't think of the negative because at the end of the day you're going to be okay. If you built that circle around you of friends and of supportive family and a supportive spouse, you're going to be okay. You know again, when there's a will there's a way and you're going to figure it out. Just Never be afraid to move forward.
0: Sigue palante. I love that. Follow my girl at JC Art Designs on Instagram. I'll make sure to link everything on this episode. Jasenia, thank you so much again for being on One Day at a Time, also known as ODAT, where we love to talk to what I like to call the true hustlers of the world. You, know I, love you girl. I like Thank you, you so loving much. on me. Love you too. I don't wanna die for them to miss me. Yes, I see the things that they wish, you know me. Hope I got some brothers that outlive me. They gon' tell the story with different with me. God's plan, God's plan. I hope back sometimes I won't. I feel good, sometimes I don't.